Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Um, some of you may have already seen this previously. Um, it is a podcast on Gio Lo Celso and Alex Baina. And um, yes, I did do this live, and I do have a bit of conf- confession to make. I made a complete and utter mess of it. Some of my statistic sheets were completely wildly out. And uh, also, um, on my notes sheet here, I made... I, I realized midway through the podcast and I, and I continued to go with it because it was a live podcast. I realized that I started to talk a small little bit about somebody who I am doing a piece on tomorrow called Michael Moreno from uh, Real Sociedad. And somehow I had intertwined my notes for Alex Baina and Michael Moreno together. And I made Alex Baina six foot three all of a sudden when he's actually five foot eight. And and through the podcast, I was kind of second guessing myself and I'm blaming it 100 percent on sleep deprivation deprivation at the moment. So I do apologize for anybody who watched this live, but watch this again. Everything else was OK. Just that explaining his height was uh, incorrect. But I wanted to rectify it. I've come back on. I'm being really honest, being transparent, just in case you're wondering why this is showing again. But we will go through the podcast once more. And as I said, this is um Something that we we want to take a look at with regards to two players that Una Emery is going to be very, very familiar with. Both of them playing in midfield positions. Um, not similar positions. One is going to play more left midfield, left winger, uh, left winger type player who's very, very similar to another player within our team at the moment. And I will get we'll get onto that uh later on in the podcast for those of you who didn't see the original one. Um, and that is Alex Baina. But um uh, Gio Lo Celso is somebody I think everybody is going to be familiar with. So we're going to take a little look at, at, at him first. One of, one of the things I want to mention about Gio Lo Celso is that uh, he is 
Look, he's probably he's known to the Premier League. He came in, he started obviously in the Premier League with Tottenham. He had a, he, he's coming from Real Betis, where he had had uh, a, a really good career. Um, also played with Paris Saint Germain as well. Came directly from Argentina to play with PSG. Uh, moved to Betis, and then from Betis got his big got it. Originally went on loan, and then got it. Then you know moved full time to, to to Spurs. Um, but. During that period of time, I think managerial changes and 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 just I suppose expectations within Tottenham Hotspur meant that he was kind of pushed to the side. He was utilized in a variety of different positions, whether it would be kind of a wide midfielder or he was utilized as an eight. He was utilized at times as a six, very sparingly as a six for Spurs, more so as a uh, he was used as a six for uh, PSG, but um, he's since he's kind of moved to Villarreal. He's been played a lot further, a lot more further forward. Um, we're going to take a look at some of his statistics in a moment, and, and uh, I'm just going to pop him up here on the screen. So, what one of one of the biggest things about about Gio is that he is he's really good with playing with his back to goal. So, I, I I think that's that's probably the. The, the, the his his best quality I think as well you know he's able to contribute from multitude of different positions um but he's he started to get better he's 27 years of age started to get better the further forward he's kind of gone into a, a kind of a hybrid role maybe a, a second striker or an attacking midfielder he, he missed out on the on the World Cup triumph um he got a hamstring injury just beforehand didn't go to the World Cup so uh, unfortunately for him he doesn't have a World Cup winner's medal. Um, but he would have been in that squad. Uh, I would be 100% sure he would have been in that squad had he been fitted at the time. But one of his biggest strengths, or his biggest strengths, are he's going to be his progressive passing. You're going to see it in the stat sheet in a moment. Consistently there to provide a passing option. Very intelligent, able to vary his game um, to, to respond to different situations. Um, he's... He, he his movement is quite good. Finds little pieces, little areas, should I say, in between the lines as well. And um, he's he like he when he gets into space, he can carry the ball. Like carrying the ball isn't isn't his main attribute, but he can carry the ball as well. Uh, off the ball running is quite good. But but his big thing is his is his shot creating actions, his um and his uh, progressive passes. And I think that's going to be something we're going to look at quite a lot. Over the course of this summer is uh, Una Emery wanting to get people who can progress that ball forward. Um, and that's something that uh, the Giola Celso absolutely can do. So let's take a little look at his slides. Um, so I mentioned that uh, he is uh, somebody who normally plays in that kind of support. I've got him in there as a support striker, but I'm not quite sure that he, he is a support striker. If you were to put him in this team that 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 Una Emery played last season he does play in that number 10 role for for certain 100% and i think i think what he offers more so um than somebody like a Buendia or somebody like a, a Leon Bailey is that ability to be able to play with his back to goal to be able to take that ball in and not panic with it he's a very assured player um and and i think something that's something that's been missing from like Buendia isn't exactly terrible at it, you know. He can do that, uh, and he, but he's he gets pushed off the ball slightly, slightly easy. I think we've all seen that, you know. He he tries to kind of almost take the defender on uh, to, with his hold up play, like John McGinn can get away with it, but or um, uh, Emmy Buendia can't. And Leon Bailey certainly is somebody who who isn't able to play as well with his back to goal. 
So I think it's something that that the, that the team needs. That team needs to have that that fulcrum at the top. They can they can accept the ball with their back to goal to take that weight off Ollie Watkins, so Ollie Watkins can move around up there, and Gio Celso can do it. And when we look at his at his maps here, we can see here um, that it, it really does you know navigate around his shot creating actions. Defensively, he's quite good. I would expect him to be good because he's got a. Um, He's played in that number six and that number eight role before as well. So I would expect him to be able to tackle and he can tackle. Um for this VRL team, he was uh, he was asked to press high and he can certainly do that. And I think he would be asked to do that for Aston Villa too. Um when he's on the ball, you can see there his passing and possession stats are quite good too. Uh, you know, the big thing here is his progressive passes are right up there. Seven point seven five. We can see uh, we can't see it in this and this um Stat sheet, but in the next one that we'll see in a moment, you'll see how um, how much more he progresses the ball uh, than some of our our true midfield players there. But another area that really stands out are his shots, shots on target, his shot creating actions. Really big, uh, big statistics there for him, and um, something that he has replicated throughout the course of his career. Albeit he's not a goal machine for sure, um, he has replicated, you know, taking shots, being able to create shots, and being being creative type player uh, throughout the course of his career. So when we look at him here in comparison to Emmy Buendia, to Philippe Coutinho, and to um, to uh, Leon Bailey. We can see there that uh, that you know he he stacks up pretty well and and better than him in most categories. Um, so he's somebody that I think could come in here, could hit the ground running. Obviously, no Zunai Emery and and could play in that number ten role for sure. Here are his statistics when we look at him up against the true midfielders that we have. As I mentioned before, his shot creating actions and his progressive passes far outweigh any of the players that we can see here, and they also outweigh. Um, the people that we saw previously as well. But when we look at his defensive output, obviously his his interceptions and so on, that he's not going to be somebody who's going to be nipping in and getting that ball. He is going to press, he is going to tackle players, um, he is going to pressure players, but um, you know, he's not going to intercept that ball high up the field. Um, much knowledge we would like somebody who can do that. Uh, as I say, that is very much a niche kind of situation for an awful lot of those support strikers. Um, but Gilles Celso as as good enough defensive capability to be able to, to to press high and then win the ball back and then get uh, get into uh, a shooting position which is which is definitely something that we want or get others into a shooting position which is also definitely something that we want um we want from our our um our strikers uh for certain um so like I I for will be all for the signing of Lacelso. I think at 27 years of age, he's still within his prime. He knows Unai Emery and he could come in here in a position that we absolutely need. And uh, uh you know, I, I could see this one happening. We've seen an awful lot of players linked with Aston Villa, and um uh as I said, this one this one looks like of all the links that we've had so far, this one looks like it could hold water, it could have legs. Um, but I don't know how much uh excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know how much you and I Emery would like to go back to uh to the well with regards to VRL players. Um but Los Elso could be somebody that he could sign uh for certain. Uh saying that, we are going to take another look at another uh VRL player, and that, that's Alex Baina. Um the the player that I formerly mentioned was six foot three and read some cons notes from, from a completely different player. So spoiler alert on that one. But Alex Bain as somebody who hit the hit the headlines this season um, scored 12 goals throughout the course of, of the season. I think you have 48 games as we played for Villarreal uh, throughout the um, cup games. 
um, uh, European games and, and league games, but he really burst onto the scene this season. So Unai Emery would have would have utilized him at the start of the season, and um, so he will be familiar with him. He also gave him his break two years ago, and um, he played. Uh, he played. Uh, he scored two goals in twenty appearances um, for for the team. Um, uh, a couple of seasons ago, but he uh, he went on loan then to Girona two years ago, and and in the Segunda Division, and and he ate it up there, and he really got his first taste of a uh, proper taste, should I say, of um of senior football, and then when he came back to Villarreal, uh, there was a lot of faith putting him over the last season, and he surely repaid it. Um, as I said, I previously said, and and this previous iteration, he's six foot three, he is not, he's five foot eight, um, and. When you look at him, he's not really tasked with doing an awful lot of uh, of work uh, defensively, and we're going to see that within the within the stats sheet in a moment. So when we can see here, look, his defensive work is 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 quite low when, when we look at that. Um, but I mentioned as well that you know you see him play on the field, and you see him um, players player statistics can be affected by the fact that they might be asked to do. To do something that they're not, uh, or they might be asked to play in a certain specific way. This guy was given free reign and license to carry the ball forward to be that attacking player. Um, a reference that he reminds me of a current player, a current Aston Villa player, and he does. He reminds me of a young Philippe Coutinho. The way he moves the ball, the way he shifts it from side to side, the way that he he takes shots. Looking at his shooting statistics, there coming off that left wing, playing sometimes as a left central midfielder, uh, playing sometimes as an attacking midfielder. He loves to get shots away. He loves to attempt to dribble as well. Got great great feet, great control, great close control. Uh, and um, he's somebody that, uh, you know, that has a lot of rounding out to do within his game for certain. But um, he is somebody that uh, I think is, a, a, from a Premier League point of view, Arsenal were sniffing around him last season. Um, they wanted to bring him in. They wanted to play him in that in that kind of fast movement game that they, that Arsenal play. Um, Premier League wise, I think he is suited to the Premier League. I would love him to to love to see him in the Premier League. Um, he does need, as I said, a round out some of his statistics based on what you can see there. Little things like pass completion. I'd like to see him a small bit better at that one. I'd like to see him dispossessed less. And obviously, his defensive statistics are something I like to see him. Um, improve as well as I try to stifle back a yawn um because it is quite uh, it is quite late here. Um very very interesting player, very exciting player as I say, a player that scored a lot of goals. Um very not not good in the air at all. I don't know whether it's well like it's funny when the ball is played to him, I don't know whether it's uh it, it's a case of he's asked not to go and head the ball, but or if he's afraid to head the ball. But you can see that in his play that I'm not quite sure that he wants to get up there and get at that ball and to hit that ball. I, I am I'm 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 not hundred percent sure. Um if that's something. Now, when the ball is fizzed across the area and stuff like that, he will stick ahead and he will try and do something from that from that point of view, you know, if it is with regards to trying to score a goal. But um you know, in open play, he's not the most, uh, air, he doesn't have great aerial ability. Um, and, uh, you know, he's out in the wing anyway, so it's not really going to make much of it. It doesn't really make much of a difference to him. Um, I think I, I could see him moving in more inside as time goes on. The reason I say that is because I don't think that he's lightning quick. I think he's quick enough, you know, don't get me wrong. It's kind of like that Yuri Tielemans piece. Yuri Tielemans, everyone was saying, is very, very slow. But I, I don't see him being slow on 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 tape. Uh, Baina is um, he's faster than Tielemans. Don't get me wrong. But when we think about that left wing side, that that those left wingers were looking at players 
that would be lightning quick um, and, and would have latent pace out there. Doesn't really have that. So I think maybe over time he could move inside a small bit more, um, round out his defensive game and try and get that, uh, get 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 him in, in, internally a small little bit more, maybe whether it's pushed forward into that attacking midfielder role, whether it becomes a 10, or, or whether he plays a kind of a left-sided midfielder in a, in a diamond formation or in a narrow midfield as well. I think that's that that's something that, that he could do. Um, really, really interesting player, as I say. And he does, do, I, I mentioned there that, why he reminds me of, of, of Philippe Coutinho. And you go and watch him yourselves and see if I maybe start raving mad, but... The way he moves the ball out of his feet and his technique at striking the ball um, is is reminiscent, I think, of of a Coutinho. Don't don't get me wrong. I I um. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm open to correction on it. I am open to correction on it. And as I say, I, 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 in the previous podcast I did on this, which I've since taken down, um, when I was watching it back afterwards, I went. Oh, I was reading the notes. It was a Ron Burgundy moment where I would read anything that was put in the teleprompter in front of me. Um, but uh, as as I say, it's it's something I want you guys to do. I want you to look back at the. I want you to look at footage of him. As I say, I I I'm not like don't I'm not a snob. Go and watch it on YouTube. See his best moments. See if you like what you can see from him. Because as I've said before. You know, you look at a player at their best and, and a manager will do that. Obviously, they will look at them at their worst as well and they won't look at YouTube highlight reels and stuff like that. They'll obviously use Voice, voice Scout or whatever else. And, and and I do have a Voice Scout account um, to, to watch these players and to watch these games and to watch. Uh, and, and that's where I would do most of my video scouting on, on, on these guys. But I'm okay with watching YouTube videos and seeing what you can see because it's all about finding attributes and... and uh, and, and similarities, I suppose, and traits. I, I think that that the that you can still pick up on a YouTube video. So I would implore everybody to do that. Um, just don't do it in the in the tired state that I that I tried to um do a podcast in earlier on. And thank you so much to the person who messaged me and told me that I had. Uh, it was like as if I was talking about somebody completely different. Um, because I actually was. Um, <laughs> so rest assured that I'm not doing it again on, on this podcast once more. Um, let's take a little look at Alex Bellina's, uh statistics when you put them up against uh, true midfielders. Uh, as I say. Once again, we're looking at the progressive passes are, are high. Um, we're looking at the, the shock rating actions are high again. You know, it's something that that I, I'm highlighting this because it's something you and I, Emery, is going to really want to get into this team. 
He's going to want to get that progressive nature. He's going to want to get that creative nature in here. And these two players are people who can do that. And I actually, I see that they're, play, they're playing in two different positions right now. But the reason I've grouped them together is potentially, um, Alex Bayona could, could move inside, as I've said. He could move inside. He could become a more all-rounded midfielder. Like, he's going to need to learn how to tackle to be in the Premier League anyway. He's going to need to have his, his defensive statistics are going to need to improve to, to play in the Premier League. But I think that he can do that and I think that 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 he can move inside whether it be playing as in the number 10 role or whether it be playing in 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 a kind of a more narrow midfield I absolutely think he can do that um and Una Emery would probably be the best man uh, to get that out of him uh, if the fact that he absolutely knows him as a as as a player and he knows the Premier League as well, so if that is something that he is to do, if he is to if he comes to the Premier League, regardless, he's going to have to increase his his defensive output. You know, you, you can't just leave a, a a left winger on an island like that. Um, specifically in left wing, you are going to need to track back. You are going to need to tackle a small bit more. And as we can see here from a statistical point of view, it's not something that uh, that he does or that he's uh, he's been tasked with doing. I, I, when you watch him, he's not really tasked with doing it. He's given that kind of free reign to 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 be that creative impetus out there to take shots to to um to create actions up there and to be uh, to be very much an attacking entity as opposed to a defensive entity uh, um and uh, I think if he comes into the Premier League he is going to need to learn the defensive side of things as well um so I'm going to end it at that again because I know that some of you that have seen this would have already seen me talk about him um, previously. Um, I will be back again tomorrow with two players that we haven't been linked with. Well, one person we were linked with tentatively some time ago but haven't been linked with again and that's, as I mentioned previously, Mikel Moreno, um, somebody who's played from uh, Newcastle United and has played with, uh, is currently playing with Real Sociedad. Um, I think that he's a fine midfielder and somebody I want to discuss tomorrow and also another player that I want to discuss tomorrow is another Spanish-based player, uh, Alex Garcia. Um, somebody who has um, who came through the Man City um, Academy and uh, is currently playing with Girona and I want to uh, discuss him because I think he's a really interesting player so I'm going to come back and discuss the two of those tomorrow um, I do apologise for anybody who watched the previous podcast that might have been scratching their head wondering what the hell is this guy talk, uh, talking about um, Yeah, I do apologise and um, as I say uh, yeah, uh, I have rectified the situation again everyone's in everyone's entitled to a mulligan every now and then and as i say um yeah the the the, the notes were jumbled up but uh, i'll make sure that that doesn't happen again so just for confirmation alex Bainer is not six foot three like i mentioned previously he is five foot eight but anyway i'm going to leave it at that everybody i hope you've got i hope you have a fantastic time um of it we will be back again tomorrow and until then stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa <laughs>